0: We are presented by Bet betting as a team sport, but together at WinBet, Eric Allen here at the NFL Scouting Combine with Assistant GM Rex Hogan. Great seeing you. You know what I was thinking about before? Brady Quinn was before me in the security line. He's a guy that you have had a lot of experience with going back to your days at Notre yeah, Dame.
1: Yeah, I ran into Brady here at, uh, earlier this week, so it's good catching up with him. We stay in, in constant not constant communication, but randomly throughout the year, you know, bouncing football and life off each other. I've known him since he was a high school player and recruiting him to Notre Dame. So
0: A former Jet too for a stint. How yeah. do you balance this? Because everybody in the NFL, it's a small circle when you've been around as long as you have. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who want to get in your ear. So how do you keep the train moving,
1: so to speak? <laughs> yeah. It, and just like you said, keep the train moving. It's, there's times where guys will say, Hey man, can I grab five, 10 minutes? Yeah. Walk with me. So it'll be a walk from the hotel over to the stadium or I'll have guys meet me outside the stadium and I'll, I'll do the walk with them and, and catch up that way. So there's constant requests, man. And between, between agents and other different companies and, you know, everything, everything football related, somebody wants a, a chance to sit down and talk to you and there's a lot of guys who are trying to get into football. And so you just take time, make time for people and, you know, cultivate relationships. And then hopefully get some sleep when you get back yeah. to New, New <laughs> yeah. Jersey. Yeah, exactly.
0: Hey, so I wanted to ask you, uh, and I do every year, but how do you guys balance this in terms of free agency legal tampering period starts March 14th, free agency commences March 16th, but you're here watching all these prospects as well. So you got to have a couple balls up in the air at the same time.
1: Yeah, we're we're really fortunate to have an, an just incredible group of support staff and people who work with this with, you know, Christina Wedding, Dan Spioski, and how they coordinate everything for us from the personnel operations aspect. So we are constantly jumping from going from free agency from pro to college. And so you're wearing different hats and and we've got great leadership and and Greg Nejma is our pro director and, and Chad Alexander is our director of player personnel. And then you got Phil Savage and John Carr. I mean I can go on and on about the whole group and and you know, highlight each one of them individually and what they do and what they bring. So it, it helps me and Joe, obviously, to have that kind of support system as a group and how we can bounce from different aspect to different aspect, knowing that they've got everything coordinated and ready for us. So we can just hop in the in the seat and we're ready for the next meeting. Where do you have to be in terms of free agency before coming here? Because
0: you guys were having staff meetings mm-hmm. before the party
1: for Indianapolis yeah so it, you know just everybody getting on the same page in in terms of of how we want to address free agency you know how we how we want to you know appropriate the the amount of capital that we have you know financially and you know identify what's the strengths of free agency what's the strengths of the draft and then you balance both those and then you kind of attack it appropriately in, in terms of where the value is in between each and in the balance of each like you're talking about. You basically have to have multiple plans of attack because you can have a wish list,
0: right? But until you get there, you don't know how actually those dominoes are going
1: to fall. Yeah, yeah, because the franchise tag, that's a, that's the trump card, right? Yeah, that's the ace in the yeah. hole for teams and once they they put that down, it changes everything. There's a domino effect for it cuz all of a sudden you might have that guy up there. They get the franchise tag on him, it's like all right, we got to move to the next.
0: I wanted to ask you something that Joe said way back when in January he said, I think you're constantly evolving. There's some core philosophies that you don't change, but you have to be open to seeing how things are done and maybe adopting certain principles. Can you elaborate a little bit on, on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think you look at the uh, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl this year and, uh, yeah. know, you know the jokes about uh, you know the Rams and don't worry about picks and and how they've attacked it and how they chose to build it, and then you look at the Bengals and and how they've they built their roster and how they built their team and were able to, to have success and get to the point and with, with the quick turnaround over two years, you know they've got some incredible skill players. You know Joe Burrow is playing at a very high level, and they they did some things defensively through free agency and upgraded their team quickly. So. I think we've talked about that, you know, as a group and our different ideas and concepts and philosophies of how do we, how do we try and get to that level? You know, what are these teams doing? What, what can we take from what they've done, what we can learn, what can we learn and then how to, you know, change our philosophy and adapt and improve?
0: What do you think of the outcomes of the playoffs? Not the Rams being Super Bowl champions or the way those two teams got there, which you just talked about, but how close everything was amongst the group of teams when you're seeing those outcomes coming down to either overtime or the last two or three minutes of the game. What does that say about where the NFL is
1: right now? Yeah, and it, it, I think it speaks volumes of how the, the game is transitioning to just such offensive explosions, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that there's so many players coming in from the college level now of the teams are playing like almost glorified seven on seven. There's so many receivers who are so skilled there's quarterbacks that are so skilled coming to the nfl and it's transitioning over you know you see teams running those rpos and you know it's taking some spread concepts from college and building it in and blending it in with the the pro game yeah and so it it, those guys have taken off i mean you watch that uh you know the bills in the in the chiefs game oh my god that's got to be one of the most entertaining (laughs) games if not the most entertaining game of all time
0: so wow yeah yeah. i'd have to agree um people in Buffalo obviously upset about that and then Kansas City had it happen to them they get a big lead and they were not able to hold on to it today aforementioned uh Joey Burrow I thought it was interesting something that Robert Sala said when he addressed the media this week saying hey you can do a lot of things to help the young quarterback and that includes addressing needs on the defensive side of the ball
1: yeah and the Rams did that too you know making some significant moves and trades and and going out and getting Von Miller is that that final piece for a defense to to add pressure and you know they it and with match with Aaron Donald and the rest of that front you know when it came time to for the to put it on the defense's back and win the game, the stars played like stars and made it happen.
0: How much better of a spot are you guys in this year than maybe last year at this time, just in terms of? Scheme familiarity, familiarity with the coaching staffs, the likes, the dislikes the communications patterns.
1: yeah, it, it's it's been a significant you know change. You, know, you, you go from you know different defensive and offensive philosophies from the previous staff and, and then so you're, you're learning, you're starting over and just getting that full season under your belt and just knowing knowing the coaches and, and hearing their, what their thoughts are about players and how they evaluate and their ideas of you know what we're doing schematically and concepts we're all on the same page and so we continue to grow as a player personnel staff because of the meetings from them so we can see it through their eyes of what they want and it just helps us build the team that that they want and that we want together you guys uh drafted very talented players we know
0: that but what did you think about the way robert sala and his staff went about developing them when we talk about the success of that 2021 draft class
1: yeah i mean, we loved what they did with it, man. And, and that's what we talked about entering is like, Hey, we know we're going to be a super young team. Uh, and the, the biggest key is going to be developing these young guys and that there's going to be growing pains. And everybody understood that and just kept working and kept building towards, you know, Hey, 17 games, right. These, these guys are, are rookies and they're young. And, you know, a lot of the team hadn't played in, in this type of, of scheme before. So we feel like the, the team made tremendous growth and strides.
2: Winbet is now live in New Jersey and they're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free 500 dollars sports bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Winbet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at Winbet.com. Must be twenty one or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 270
0: what did the Tampa Bay game uh, tell you about this team late in the season and where the direction is headed?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I think especially with the way that Zach played and you can see him, you know, trending up after the, after the injury and how the game slowed down for him. And, you know, he's protecting the ball and getting the ball out quickly and went over 160 passes without an interception. So just for him specifically, it was great to see that improvement, but you saw the, the confidence in the team grow especially with a game like that against you know, reigning world champions and Tom Brady. And, you know, we went all in for it. We w- went all in to to get it and, and finish it. And uh, we learned from it. We learned as a staff. We learned our coaching staff learned. I think we learned as an organization that, you know, Robert's going to go like he says he does. And it you just... We're going to go all in, go I, after it. I talked to Phil Savage about that game spe-
0: specifically, and he said it's 58 minutes we played or maybe 59-plus
1: minutes of where we are going. That's exactly right. That's a great description, uh, of Phil, You because know, we, we had talked about that as a staff, and you know, we have our, our weekly wrap-ups after the game, and we're like, that was a, an exposure of what we, we can be as a team in, in 2022 and, and moving forward.
0: What do you think about the financial flexibility paired with the draft capital uh, as you guys approach these critical couple of months? Because I think it's maybe a little bit under 50 million. If we keep the four and 10 overall selections, it's going to be less than that. It'll be less than
1: 40 million, but obviously you have some room to maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. We feel really good about that. And, you know, we've, we constantly as a, as a player personnel staff have to look towards the future and, you know, we've got to build in the moment, but we also have to prepare for tomorrow too. And so we've done that, like, like you described with what we have, the the financial flexibility with the cap flexibility and the way we've managed it. And then the way we've accumulated draft capital and the number of picks that we have and and they're high picks and they're, they're, they're very valuable to us as an organization to be able to get some young guys with high end talent who love football, who love the game and are passionate about it. And going to add to the locker room and, and hopefully increase the victories. You've been around a long
0: time. Have you ever been in this situation in this seat where you do have the, not only the two top 10, but the four in the top 38 for the Jets franchise? It's I think the only third time since 1970 when you have four picks in the
1: top 40. Yeah, no, I've, yeah, I'm at 18 years in the league and, and we've never, I've never been a part of a, a draft where we've had this amount of capital at, at this type high end. I haven't even been on a staff where we've had two uh, top 10 picks, but uh, it'll be fun, man. we we got so many directions we can go and and add to the team. Yeah, but that's something that, as
0: Joe's talked about, and I'm sure you guys uh, talk about as a staff, is that you can go in different directions, right? If you want to use that draft capital and go get a veteran player, you can do that. If you want to sit tight, You got to have confidence where you guys are as a staff, especially after what you did in a draft last year.
1: Joe said, potentially you get four dynamic players with those first four picks. Yeah. You, you always want to get starters out of your first and second round picks. Yeah. And with those four and, and how high up they are, we feel really good about it.
0: Um, so you and uh, Joe D, uh, what's your sense with him here entering, uh, draft three, you guys, so tight, develop a relationship long before he hired you as assistant GM. But uh, kind of like, where is his space right now?
1: You know, Joe kind of stays the same, man. He he's steady. It just he's got this unwavering calmness about him of the process that that he's learned during his time in in the NFL from from the Ravens to his brief stint in Chicago, and then transitioning to the Eagles and how successful they were. With you know, he's got three Super Bowl rings and an understanding of. He's taken a little bit of each one of the places that he's been and had success and adjusted it. And like you said, you know, you always have to keep being able to be flexible with your philosophy and and change as the league has. And we're going to continue to do it. Can we go back to the 2021
0: draft class just a little bit? Because I want to ask you about a couple guys who didn't receive a lot of attention, but I I know you guys have high hopes for, and that's Thompson, Dean and Jamie Sherwood, unfortunately Sherwood. Went yeah. down with the Achilles. But uh, what do you think about those guys? Because I think they're kind of overlooked when we think externally as far as the linebacker position is concerned.
1: Yeah, because, you know, the changes of the of the NFL, like we discussed from a passing standpoint of you need linebackers who can play in space and who have who have size and speed and length. And they're both converted safeties who were bigger body players in college, and, and had showed the ability to play in space. And they have the physical traits and the mental traits for what we want for linebacker. And, and I think they're gonna, both going to continue to ascend, just with time on task. Yeah, and, you know, that, that was terrible what happened to Sherwood with with the Achilles, but. You know he he's been in there. I've actually saw both those two guys uh, this past week in in the weight room there in training, and their bodies are growing and maturing. And they're both two, you know, 21-, 22 year old guys who's who are going to continue to physically develop, and they're looking more and more physically like NFL linebackers now.
0: Like that, uh, Zach Wilson said this offseason is going to put on a couple pounds. That's yeah. natural entering year yeah. two. I want to ask you about those four rookies at the top of the draft last year not only maybe you can touch upon what they bring to the field, but also the bond they seemingly had developed. And they also have natural leadership qualities. And beyond Wilson, I'm talking about Elijah Tucker. You get Elijah Moore, five touchdowns in 11 games. Michael Carter leads you guys in rushing. He never went down first tackle yeah, attempt.
1: No doubt. I mean, he either, he either breaks a tackle or makes somebody miss. So that's a good combination to have for a running back. Yeah. And, and just like you saying, just speaking to to Michael specifically, he's you know, he's got a ton of charisma and personality that I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen through throughout the interview process. He's people like are naturally drawn to him because he's so outgoing and his personality is is so he's on all the time, and uh, he brings that energy to to the backfield, and that personality kind of bleeds into his play. You know, like guys get fired up watching watching him on the field and break tackles and make people miss and finishing plays and kid gets up and he's got a huge smile on his face after every one. So really, I mean, we thought he was trending towards a, you know, thousand plus all purpose yards before the injury and hated that it happened to him. Um, but just moving back up with Elijah. Elijah Joe called uh, Michael Carter the other day, young MC. You like that? <laughs> yeah. I like that. A little will <laughs> throw back to the rap game. Sure. Um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, moving on to Elijah, he's he's another one, man. Personality-wise, yeah. he's a live wire too, and guys are naturally drawn to him. I'm, I'm sure you've heard the documented stories about, you know, his relationship with AJ Brown and, and DK Metcalf and how tight that group was and room was, and like he was kind of the dude. Like they're all all followed E. and yeah. like you you felt that early on in the whole process when he hit the field from rookie minicamp to OTAs, he's got this. He's got a vet presence to him, kind of an old soul mentality for a 21-, 22-year-old kid and who's just got a ton of talent. He can play outside. He can play inside. And you can do some, you know, the gadget stuff with him that, that we've done. Um, he's awesome. And then, you know, moving to AVT, you know, making a transition from college tackle to, to guard, and he had played some guard early on. Yeah. We saw it and felt like that this guy's going to be a high-level, starting-level player with, you know, potential for honors down the road. He, he's a little more quiet and reserved out of the group in terms of personality wise, but he's, he's always locked in. He's always business and, and he, he comes ready and he's going to play through little, little small bumps and injuries and push through. I like, I like how they've developed like a strong bond that is, it extends the field. It's off the field. You can see it. Yeah. I actually uh, ran into a couple of those guys at the, out of NFL PA. They were out doing, you know, some rookie stuff and, and signing some cards and, they were in the same hotel that the NFL play PA players were, and so you see it. It's like the Zach and and E and MC walking together like the three amigos right. coming through the hotel, and they had, they were all beaming, had smiles on their face, and it was great to see them. So I know they're getting together as a group. You know the offensive skill guys and and the a lot of the offensive players in general, whether it's the offensive line trying to get together, but specifically the offensive skill guys are going to spend time, whether it's in Florida or California, which is huge to to build that bond and the chemistry and develop.
0: So when you hear that, because they have to get that together on their
1: own, you guys can't push them to do no. that because that's the off
0: season rules. What's going on when you and Joe and company are hearing that, the, Hey, the guys are taking this upon themselves to get better.
1: Yeah. That's when you see the growth, man, you, you feel it. And you, it makes you feel even better about the guys who you've identified number one as a player from that talent level. But when you've hit on the character as well, you know, that's when these guys are going to take us to new heights uh, as an organization because of the bond that they've created together.
0: Uh, Speaking of new heights, uh, Robert Sala said expectations will be bigger for Zach Wilson in year two. You know that as well. But
1: with that being said, he said the process can't change. Right, right. And you can't just, uh, you can't go from from A to C. You got to go from hit A B before you get to C. And a lot of times in the NFL, I think, especially when a quarterback gets taken number two, you know, there's high expectations. We have them, he has them, the staff has them. And so you have to understand that for you as a quarterback coming into the league, it's not going to be instant coffee. It's not going to be like BYU where you're throwing to, to space. Yeah. You know, the coverage is tighter. It's different. The speed of the game's different and he's, he's realized that, but he, he wants to be so good and he wants to, to get to that advanced level of, of seeing the way Aaron Rodgers plays. And we go over those joint practices and he's spending that time talking to him and it's like, he wants to jump from year one to year 14, like, like Aaron's. And it's like, Hey man, just, <laughs> right, just, Hey, it's going to come. It's going to come. So let's take it in steps. Let's take, every day. You're going to continue to see the growth in yourself. So I should ask you who you're going to take it for. No, I'm just kidding. I,
0: I, I, how about just in a very general sense, position groups, where's the most depth in this class, would you say?
1: Uh, I would think offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, strong strong offensive line group. Uh, defensive, defensive line group is really strong this year, just in, in looking at those two from, from a volume standpoint. And then, man, the receivers yesterday, the way <laughs> those dudes ran, that second group that – you know, unofficially, they had 10 guys who ran sub-4-4. Four, four. So I think that was an all-time record for a group uh, in terms of number of guys under 4-4. Four, four. So, you know, that really it really popped yesterday and just seeing that and the, the way those guys ran and performed.
0: That's wild. How about Salah using the term unicorn this, uh, unicorn this week, talking yeah. about, eh, you got your premium positions, you got quarterback, you got cornerback, you got edge. Uh, but with that being said, if there is a guy so far above at one of these
1: different positions, then you
0: obviously consider taking them.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you want to call it a unicorn, you want to call it an outlier. But if there's a, a rare trait or a rare talent at a different position, obviously it has to be something you're going to consider.
0: How do the interviews work? You get, what, 45 here? Is yeah, we, that get,
1: right? we get 45. Uh, you get 20 minutes for each one of them, but usually about two minutes of it is a, the transition of them going from suite to suite. So it's usually around 18 to 18 and a half minutes that they're actually in the seat in the room with you. What do you. I know it's different for each guy, but what do you try
0: to get done in that short amount of time? Because over the years, these guys have been so prepped for what they're going to face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they go through the process just like the, the on the field training that they're doing. The, a lot of guys are getting the off field training and, and preparing for those moments. So you want to try and break it down to just see it. Hey, let, let's get past the, the pre pre-ordered stuff. <laughs> let, let's go, let's see how authentic and genuine they are. Let's try and find out initially and quickly what's our, what drives them? What's their why what's their, what's their passion level? What's our love of the game? Right. Because, that's key, man, especially for the adversity that they're going to face in the NFL and in a, a city like New York. And, you know, the pressures and demands of of being successful are huge and they're going to be on their shoulders. So you want to see how they handle that in the moment and, and try and get them off their spot a little bit. Show them some plays where they might not have given as much effort or showed as much strain or desire to get to the ball and ask them why. Kind of find out what's in what's in their core of of who they are and are they willing to take some accountability and, you know, responsibility of, Hey man, I, you know, I didn't play to this level on that plate because of this. And so,
0: and let's be clear here. The coaches are involved in these meetings because everybody's yeah. heard that Sala wasn't here, but he, he's part of these meetings as are the position coaches.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Microsoft teams is awesome. Our it staff and, and Ryan O'Hare and our video staff did a great job of, of setting up everything from a communication standpoint, you know, the video's cleared and got it up on the big screen in there. The, the players are able to communicate directly with the if the coaches is, is back in Florham Park or Robert's on every call. Joe's Joe is Joe and I are, are either in there or on the calls. So it gives you a lot of flexibility with that. And the coaches coaches run, you know, the, the film aspect of it and talking about the on the field
0: play. How huge was it for you guys, not only as a personnel staff, but the coaches to be down there in mobile for a full week with these guys?
1: Oh, man, the, the access to, you know, there, there's over 100 players and and you get half of those on your roster uh, for the week. So you get you get an opportunity to sit down and talk to them while, while you're eating. You get to have meals with them. You're, you've got the position meetings with them. You've got team meetings with them. So just the access and the ability to, to talk to them you know, about life and kind of see who they are as a person and not only as a player that was, was cool. It's the first time I've ever done it in the league. So obviously you don't want to be in that position again, Sure, having a coach coach in it, but for one time it was, it was incredible and uh, you got to peel the layers back on a lot of guys and and see who they, see who they truly are. Uh, Would you consider 2022 here in the next couple of months, a huge opportunity
0: to continue building this foundation with a draft like you just hit after what we saw in Robert Sala's first uh, season with the ammunition you guys have. Is this a huge opportunity for this organization?
1: Yeah, you know, every year is, but again, like you talked about the, the financial flexibility that we have, and then the draft capital and how we can, we can change the course of the organization and how we can change the future is is huge and it, it's exciting and you know we talk about it as a player personnel staff man you got to wake up every day and just be excited about this that we we've got a chance to change the jets and change the culture and change our future and so we're all looking forward to
0: it no pressure on you man considering look at what you guys did in 2021 there was no combine <laughs> yeah. last year so watch out for 2022 it was great catching up with you thank you so much absolutely appreciate it